Nine Perfect Strangers. Now we're doing six and seven, and it's a little overwhelming. A lot has happened. A lot. In these two episodes. We're nearing the end here, so we're... That's right. It has to. Getting, it yeah, has to it's amp up. jam-packed. It has mm-hmm. to amp up. And boy, that tension by the end of seven. But let's get to that. So should we start with episode six? Sure. Which I really... I was surprised by the beginning. So, first of all, Masha's in, a, in somebody else's bed. Fucking creepo. What is she doing? She's constantly I, doing she's this. She's so fucking weird. Oh, my God. Which this time she's with Lars. She's like whispering in his ear. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But I did love what she said to him. She was like, he was having a dream with all these bullies, um, you know, uh, taunting him. And this is his trauma and this is his pain. And he's we've known this and he's known this and but she kind of calls him out to like push past it okay you've dealt with this these bullies you've had to and you've done it and you've made them your target and you've beaten them down and broken them down and that was really important to you like she's pretty much saying all of that was really important to your growth because that's what happened to you and you need to deal with it but the next step is have you ever nurtured anything have you ever been a vehicle for growth? And I'm like, yeah. damn, that, oh. like, you kind of think you, you have your your demons and you slay them and that's it. And she is like, no, push past it. Now do something different. And I don't know, for some reason that just really resonated with me. I feel like that was a start of a different journey that I went on when I became a mother. The, the kind of getting over, understanding why I had, been so you know driven in in a certain way in a very certain way I think in a in a masculine again talking about energy not gender masculine energy and then when I became a mother I have really had to force out this feminine energy that was not easy for me and I I think she probably summed it up in one line like that was my next stage of growth yeah yeah. I mean, every time you think Masha's crazy. Yeah. And maybe going, I mean, this is a theme throughout the, these two episodes. You think she's taking things too far. What the hell's going on here? She's Her her tactics are outlandish. She comes out with gems like this. There's mm-hmm. lots of them where she really is helping these people, right? She's getting to the point of, like on things. And you're like, oh, that's actually really, that's, that's. Yeah. Good that's point. next level. You know, this that's is, next level. Yeah, it yeah. really is. So this was, yeah, the right out of the gate. But she's going to have a lot of these gems, I feel like. Oh. While she's also doing crazy things. <laughs> yes, we're going to get a lot more of both. Uh, and what did you think about it, the re- revelation that Masha had an affair with Carmel's husband? So, you know, I was just finally sort of happy that Carmel was kind of getting more at play here you know I felt like we've been they've been holding back on her storyline a bit I couldn't really I couldn't relate to her I just you know I felt like I think we've talked about this on the prior ones like she just wasn't really working necessarily for me like like the the super happy and then the Mm -hmm. little bursts of crazy but now I'm like okay. Now you're you're putting some meat on the bones here. Like now I understand. Um, yeah, and of course it makes you. Th- yeah, yeah go ahead. the meat on her bones is that she is going to be the one more unhinged, more creepy. Yes, than Masha. Yes. <laughs> like oh, yes. I didn't know that was possible. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, just yeah, creepy, but it's also then just 
her anger is just gonna come we've only seen like these bursts of it and now in these two episodes it's it's game on for yeah her. um yeah but the, i thought it was a I'm, good twist i did too i'm more comfortable with her anger than i am with her creepiness that yes she's like 100 percent I came here to study you, to become you, so that he might want me back. Trust me, I would never hurt you. I want to be you. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh no, God. I don't. No. That 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 creeped me out. Really creeped me out. And that's so, creepy. But then her pounding her face. I'm like, okay, she's yeah. pissed and she's on delusional drugs. Right, and, and she, she thinks, thinks she's Lillian. Her, the, uh, yeah, she the, thinks she's the other woman. Mm-hmm. So that I get. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm much more but comfortable right. with that than the the stalkerish creepiness. Which, by yes. the way, we might as well talk about because if you're yes. listening to this, you've you've watched them both. Right. It, at the end of episode seven, the very end, we she takes out apparently what she has like a prosthetic contact or whatever it is to cover up her eye, which is reveals that she is the one that shot Masha. She is the mm. one that caused Masha to have all of this happening to her, you know, because it was that when she got killed, she, with that gunshot and Yao saved her, that she decided to start Tranquillum and, and kind of journey into this process of healing. So right. it's a little wild. It is a little wild. And is she the one that's been threatening her then? Are well, we, we don't know. Are we supposed to conclude that? Okay, we don't know. So she, she could have other enemies. They set it up that maybe it's not her. Absolutely. Um, and she does ask her that. But, you know, is that why you came here? Have you been threatening me? And, and like you said, Carmel's answer is no, I came here to study you or whatever. But now it does call that into question. But, I mean, that scene generally, though, I mean, it went from... What I thought was actually kind of fun and crazy, her full dancing oh, to Xanadu. At the end of episode seven. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, but then then all of a sudden she's oh, packing I knew up. And then, and then I I'm like... I knew something was coming. I felt sick to But did you think she was going to be the... I didn't... I did not think she was going to be the no. one who no. tried to kill her, though. When that eye, when her prosthetic eye went on, I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. I, I did love the Xanadu dancing, though. I, I thought... <laughs> You know, that was, I, I did like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And in the flashbacks, it looks like it's a man. It does. Who's coming after her. So that confused me too. It Even does. though the eye was obviously the dead giveaway, but. Yeah, well, I mean, they're covered up, so you really don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I guess I just assumed it would be a man. There's no there's no indication because she is. Right. Uh, got a hood over her most of her uh, her head right, and face. most of her face yeah. too yes yeah. right right yeah, wow so carmel's storyline is clearly coming out yeah but i wonder frankly i wonder what it means for masha because this again that now it's that carmel killing her and her dying and then coming back to life is what set her on this path of tranquilum so now Carmel coming back does that mean her life is over like this part of her life is over I don't know right what is she signaling and we at the end we we know that Masha is going off on this psychedelic trip with the Marconis so yeah I don't know you're right I mean she's about to embark on the unknown too and maybe maybe that's it for Masha you think I don't know I don't know I just you know Carmel could have come here at any time and this is right. the time she's coming and what is that what does it mean I guess and I well I guess it would be 
silly to think it's not related to the other huge reveal that we got. And we're got we're going out of order here, but I, I yeah. think we can't not talk about the huge reveal at the end of episode six, which is that the young blonde yes. girl that we've been seeing riding her bike and playing, we've been is led to, to think is actually a young Masha, and it isn't. It is Tatiana, her daughter, that dies and oh in a Oof. in a terrible accident but that you're right. watching it and your stomach just drops out. I mean this was right a, and- this was a these were some tough episodes for motherhood. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, I had mentioned to you I think on one of the first ones that someone had told me the differences between the book and that she had been a mother and had left her child. And I think you said, oh, no, is that what this is going to be about or whatever? But it seems as if they've changed it again, which is, I think in in the book, she actually left her child, um, abandoned her child versus here, which is certainly a more sympathetic figure. I I believe someone reading the book is going to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but um, that but but clearly I we did I did know that at some point in, yeah, see, that, I, in the book she was a mother and we figured that I edited that, that, that out that of the out. episode that, oh, because I was like this okay. is too spoilery and I said it in the episode and I edited it out and then I completely blocked it out because you know how I feel about spoilers so I completely right. blocked it out right. and right. I okay, was so. genuinely shocked when uh, when she said when I when you see the girl's face and she's laughing and smiling and then the camera pulls back and you see Masha there behind her. <gasps> yes. Oh my God, I know. Oh, I, know. I was shocked. I was really shocked. I know. And even when she's telling it to Francis, who mm-hmm. she confides in, yeah. the pain looks still so real and current yeah. and like she can yeah. barely say her name. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is also another thing that that is escalating for Masha on a personal level, not just on a level of like the retreat leader at Tranquillum. This is, she seems, it seems to be, and tell me, because it's not exactly clear, but tell me if this is what you got too. It seems that she's been trying to call Tatiana back and she Mm -hmm. can't do it on her own. And now that the Marconis are here, she feels like Zoe is the conduit for this and the last time didn't work out and she's like keeps trying to call back Tatiana and I think Tatiana says I'll, I'll be there soon and so she's getting kind of frantic not for her guests but for herself she really wants to be with Tatiana and she's telling them the Marconis frantically I can bring him back for you I can bring him back for you talking about their son Zach who they lost to suicide but she really is talking about Tatiana yes. and she yes. wants she is desperate to call her daughter back because she wouldn't be so frantic. I mean, exactly. you're, you're absolutely right. Like, and Lars calls her out on this. You know, he says, "I know your personal story. I know what you're doing here. This is this, all this. I guess has all of this always been about this experiment, right? It didn't work with you know everything she's been testing on on all the patients of Tranquillum. Was it all just for her to ultimately be able to? have her daughter back at least in this you know alternate universe sense that she's proposing to the Marconis I mean I got the sense that it that it was like this has been her mission um and it that other guy I guess Conley who died it worked if you believe her it worked but then he died of other 
right, a heart attack. But now I think she thinks the Marconis are her key, which is why I guess she drinks the potion with them. Yes. So that now they're going together on this psychedelic trip. Yes. So that she can get to her daughter, who I think you're right. She feels like she's so close. Yes. She feels so close. close. Yeah. And when they're like, I want to rethink it, she is desperate. She's like, oh no, my no, no. Gosh. I'll drink it too then. I'll drink it too then. Yes. And I know that there's a lot going on. And so, she, you know, on the surface, you could say, oh, she's just, you know, she's scattered because there's a lot going on. Carmel's in lockdown. Delilah has just driven through the gate. Oh, and my God. Yeah. She's oh like, gosh. I'm out of here. Yeah. So, but, but I think what's really behind it is her desperation to see Tatiana. Yes. That's how I interpreted yeah. it, too. Okay, yeah. so let's back up a lot then. That Now that the big stuff is is, is out there. Um, I mean, do you yeah. mean Tony and um, uh, Francis kissing is not the big stuff? I mean, wait, what? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it's just oh, my I mean, favorite stuff. Oh, yes. No, no, that's still... You mean the big reveals. Yes. No, but uh, that is still big stuff. I just meant for Masha. So Delilah and Masha right. have their their normal you know back and forth which I really became very tiresome it was tiresome a couple episodes again and by six and seven I was so tired of just hearing Delilah go this isn't right this isn't right and she yeah I'm not not into Delilah I don't know I'm just not I'm not into the one-dimensionalness of their conversation both of them I don't like either of the roles that they're playing she's like no we can't do this yes we will do this you're right exactly there's There's no no nuance and discussion it's the same thing happening every time and I would it's the same thing happening every time yes and you know I don't know I don't think conversations go that way there's usually a point when someone says you know what you're right and then they turn out to be wrong and so you know that's the the twist of it but I don't know it's so it's so flat it's so flat and that wasn't working for me um but she does at one point say Delilah says why are you pushing this protocol does it have to do with money I had no idea yeah, what are that we would out of even, money yeah right are we out of money yeah, which Masha of, of course says no we're not we're fine and she says the lawsuits are draining us. I wasn't sure where that's going. Do you think that that's something that's going to be addressed in the last I episode? don't know. I don't know. I if if it was a out of place comment to me, I didn't understand where that was coming from either. Um, so but then I, I, I think it's of, David E. Kelly and Liam Moriarty, and there's probably no out of place comments, and that there's something right. That so that's what I was saying. So seeds. I assume yeah. it will. If not, what? Like you didn't need that if it wasn't going to come yeah. back around, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, but I'm, unless it's just to show more of Masha's desperation, like why she, I, I don't know though. I still right. think the money seems like a a strange comment to, to then not have a further there. meaning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but then Delilah, so Delilah is insistent that she leaves. I'm not sure why she needs to leave at that moment it does seem a little irresponsible i think she thinks it's yeah shit's about to go down and she doesn't want any part of it i know but she should be, be trying to do something i know it. and exactly. more than just i know she's saying to masha we shouldn't be doing this but she doesn't seem to be doing anything else like no, I, okay it, that's yeah. the first place to start definitely you know she's the retreat leader she's this and she's just like she's not even really trying to get yao on her side she's just in 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 as far as helping them 
what she's doing is trying to get Yao to leave with her, which he's not doing because he won't, right. you know, leave them. But and going to the police, I'm not even sure how effective that's going to be. What, what, I know. I mean, I know that does get a little silly because people take drugs all the time. You can't just call right. the police. <laughs> <laughs> and the police are going to show up at Tranquillum. It's going to look like, all right, like, what's going on here? Like, you called me out here for what? Right. <laughs> like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but I that I did love the scene where she's at the gate. And she's like, let me fucking out. And the music's playing. And mm-hmm. the gate won't open. The tension. I mean, my stomach was really in knots. And she turns the truck. And she decides um, to go, you know, out the fence a different way. And... What, what is the song? Oh, The Games of Love. Oh, The Game of Love, Love. That one? Oh, my God. Yeah. I always yes. so... That yes. really... That whole work thing worked for me. It really it worked It was like she busted out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't exactly happy for her, but it really did build tension. I my, Like I said, it was... Oh, I was like, oh, God, what's happening here? What's going on? Right. Right. So, all right. Do we want to go back to episode six I guess the next thing in my notes is, as you mentioned, Tony and Francis, which, oh, another great scene, I right? Just, I, 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 I've said it every single solitary recap that they are making the show for me, mm-hmm. and and every time I'm just more, I, I double down on that. This yeah. both of these episodes, I just I love their storyline. Uh, that so, kiss. For me. Oh my god! I mean, she's so... basically getting her own romance story, but better than anything she could ever write. Um, that kiss! Oh my god! Must be First love on all, the brain. She, the song. Must be love on the brain oh, is playing. It just—it's like awkward but real, and like really suits the two of them. Yeah. I mean, when she's just like says like he's going in, and he's yeah. like. What, what, saying that for like why'd you just say that like I mean she of course doesn't realize because she's tripping or whatever that she actually said that out loud but right out of the gate I'm just like oh god I'm laughing yeah at this and then the next moment I'm like oh my god when he's like I you know full disclosure I'm a terrible kisser then you know they're playing exactly love on the brain then they kiss and then Somehow there's back to comedy because they like fall over the tree limb. Yes. I just yeah. think it had all the elements. It did. It did. And it, you're right. It was so perfectly suited to them. And it, But I did love the, he's like, he is being literal. He's like, I am going to fall because I am high as a kite. Yeah. And if I lean <laughs> to kiss you, I'm going to fall. And she takes it in her romance novel, novelist way. And she's like, I'll catch you. <laughs> You know, like, exactly. And then he's you, like, I thought you said you were going to catch me. She's like, please, I have no upper arm strength. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it, in that moment, it's like this, you know, the, what if I fall? Oh, I'll catch you. Like, you know, love. Fall in love. And it's metaphor to her. And then, yes. of course, it comes back to the literal. No, I was not going to do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, please. Um, but it is a very sweet moment. I mean, then, you know, the the, the mood will turn more serious um when he talks about his thoughts of suicide mm. i mean do you ever think about not going on yeah which even at first i was like wait what not oh <laughs> you know I, and you she's even like excuse there. me yeah i was francis i was like wait what? well they also just had had this moment and it was literally light and sweet and now tony good old tony bringing it back to i first thought like oh god he's gonna go like to his you know I don't want to say dark side, but 
Um, but then this was also. But su- suicide's not the dark side. What? No, it is. No, okay. I'm saying is he always. I shouldn't. I, what I was pausing is like, is he always dark? I was thinking, well, maybe not. But this definitely is. Um, but you know, I thought this was so. First of all, very vulnerable on his part, where he said, "I thought about it a lot before I came here." You know, and it felt like the bottom, bottom. And then, you know, they came here and they they all sort of drank the Kool-Aid, literally and figuratively. Um, And he said, I didn't drink out of despair. I drank out of hope for what, you know, she's already given me, meaning Masha and this place. And he says, and what you've given me. And when I woke up this a.m. this morning, I thought about painting my house, maybe getting a dog, definitely taking you out to dinner. And I was like, oh, and she says, if I ever do write romance again, I'm going to steal that. Um, and I that I thought was, again, very Tony. So a sort of a big speech, if you will, for him, but but about as big as Tony would give. You know, I mean, it has the dark element, but then it has now sort of the newer Tony, which is hopeful. He's not it's not cheesy. It's not over the top. It's just finally you know, finding some hope and how Francis has helped him do that and how the whole place has. Um, so I, I, I really, I thought that part was, I, I love their storyline also too. Some of them are obviously a little crazier. Um, <laughs> and to me, this is the most relatable storyline, Francis. Yeah. You know, the the sort of woman having a midlife identity crisis, like what am I doing and do I even know how to love and is my career really what I thought it was? And, you know, all, trusting her own feelings right. and you know so mm-hmm. that to me that this that's also in addition to i just love bobby cannavale and and melissa mccarthy i think that's yeah. what's really resonating for me is that she, her storyline seems the most relatable yeah that's so interesting i just love them yeah i i'm yeah they're fully they're on board fully on board yeah oh but then we get some of the most you want to continue with them or you're oh, saying go ahead go ahead oh no no into episode seven or you want to go to yeah sure no let's let's i didn't have any finish out the tony for, for them but oh ahead. the tony so, and yeah. francis yeah do it um oh yeah well first of all just he becomes fabio i mean i thought that was <laughs> again the mixing in of the humor mm-hmm. i mean uh, you know she she's having you know more delusions she feels like she's seeing she's seeing visions she's seeing herself without a head and all this but then she has that scene where she thinks that tony is um you know being super romantic and you don't see his face at first you just see her doing that whole let's get out of here let's get that labradoodle i want to know you all of you you know blah, blah blah and you're like oh my god wait is he really saying that at first i was like wait what and then it cuts to him and he literally is like one of those bodice ripping Fabio looking men that's Covers. usually on the front yes. of a romance uh-huh, novel. Uh-huh. So again, it just now I'm just laughing. So these these moments of humor too, I think, I, I think are great. Um, but you know, she's she's really struggling with whether or not to believe that Tony's feelings are genuine. Um, right. So she goes to Masha and she's like, like, is it is it the drugs? Um, because or, we know or, she's been seeing Paul Drabble too, the one yes. who catfished her, and she's she's having visions of him and and talking to him as well, so flushing him down the toilet, toilet. So toilet. so she isn't she she has a basis for questioning Tony. This is not just self sabotage. This is she's on drugs. It's, she's like, is this yes. real or not? 
you're right. She's on drugs, and she says to Masha, I have a fear of becoming a character in the wrong story. And Masha says, you know, what do you see? And she's like, I see myself, you know, without a head, or I see myself when I was younger, and I was funny, and I was brash, but bit by tiny bit, life's chipped away at that girl. Mm. Now I see myself as less than I really was. Um, I was fearless, and now I'm just afraid. Mm. And to your point of, like, Masha has these gems, like the one with Lars, she looks right at her, she's like, everyone's afraid, Francis. Um, and then she's like, are you afraid? She asked Masha, and then she's like, I'm terrified. Which sounds good, except that then they're both laughing Man- in this really maniacal yeah. laugh, and I just, then the scene, I'm like, wait, what yeah. is happening now? So that got a little weird right there. Like, I thought it was a good moment, because yeah. she's right, everyone's afraid, you know? But then I'm like, why are they both laughing maniacally? Yeah, well, I think you're supposed to, I think as the viewer, you're supposed to really feel what Francis is feeling, which is, is any of this real? Real. Like what, yeah. is, what is going on? We're only seeing things, quote unquote, through the eyes of people that are on psychedelics. Yeah. yeah what is exactly. real? What is real? You know, and that's not in the in the way that we all know we're watching a, a TV show that is not real, right? We know these are actors, yeah. but in in the tv show what is real because yes. again they're all acting through these psychedelics so it, that's true it is confusing i don't I, know if that scene really happened no you're right I but don't. then i do feel like then the next scene which is tony and francis in the sauna see that to me i felt like that then was him being real but you're right if you put it in the context of who knows but you know i felt like that was a real moment between them because she's saying I think my meter is broken. You know, when someone seems nice and good, I think I'm wrong. Like people, people I trust, maybe I shouldn't trust. And, you know, she's really, like you said, not sure. She's on drugs, but she's also not sure what to trust of her own feelings because she's been outside of here and yes. before. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And, and this is what she says. How do you know? How do I know you're not a drabble? Mm. And I thought this response from Tony, again, vulnerable, real. Listen, my kids don't talk to me. My family doesn't talk to me. People who should love me don't talk to me. I've been more honest with you than anyone I've ever met. And she's just like, I'm thinking about the equation of us, you know, our damages together. And I I just don't, she just doesn't think it's going to work. And she's like, I don't want to walk that plank either it will work out or not but i don't know which one's worse Hmm. and then he says well well, he says well that's not the worst thing anyone's ever said to me but it's pretty close Mm -hmm. and he walks out Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh francis what's happening so yeah she's just i really thought her struggle of how to trust herself and whether her meter is off was really interesting yeah and that's what i what to do that was the thing i didn't like about that scene was that tony made it about him and it's really about her and her she doesn't know and until she's trying to reassure her though i think like listen yeah but you can't reassure somebody about a by talking about b right he can't right he can't reassure her that her picker is okay by saying like i don't know who knows and I, I get that. She's that's good. She's just point. like I, I don't I need to trust myself first and know for myself first. And she's never gonna know. Listen, no one in the world knows if a relationship is gonna work out. 
Right. But you do know if you trust yourself and you know how often you check in with yourself and say, is this what I want? Am I doing the right thing? Right thing by me, by whatever gauge that is for every person. And she stopped doing that. And that is... I mean, she actually even thought like maybe getting catfished wasn't the worst thing, that she would pay that kind of money for that kind of attention and, and affection. And and that's sad. So she has to get her head right before she can. She, yes. And that doesn't mean being 100%. I think Tony, what Tony's trying to say is you never are 100% sure about anything. And no one is. She's not trying to get 100% sure about it. She's trying to get 100% sure about herself. And yeah, but I think Tony is. I, what I think Tony is saying is, you're right. Like she does have to deal with her own yeah. issues of whether she can trust herself, and there isn't anything he can do or say on that. But all he can say to her is, I, I've, I've been real with you. I, I am real. What you see in me is real. Whether or not she can trust herself to pick him, like you're right. She, he can't do anything about that. But I just thought his response was, listen, like you can believe that I've shown you who I really am. Mm. After that, what else can he do? Yeah, you know, yeah. and maybe it won't add up for her, and maybe yeah. she won't, you know. But I—that's I, what I thought was what he was trying to communicate there. I don't know if it was really making it about himself, but like, what else could he say other than "I've been honest with you, and this is who I am." Yeah, yeah, no, so. but he just made it about himself by being—I think—by being upset about it by by her saying, "Oh, the walk." It's yeah. not the worst thing anyone's yeah. ever said, but to it's me. pretty, pretty close because I. Yeah, because I think he finally, I think he's, yeah, hurt and, and, sure you know, yeah like, shit. Yeah. I've been honest with, this is the most honest I've ever been, and wow, that still might not do it. Yes. You know? Yes. So. That's reality. That's life. Yes. And then, you know, she's mad at herself. She's like, good one, Francis. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you see, just to close her out, uh, you know, she starts seeing herself as a teenager, and I think she seemed like she was funny, and she looks like she's confident and kids uh, right I mean I took that as the kids around her were laughing with her mm-hmm. not not at her like she was kind of like holding court and, and whatnot um yep. but then you see her sitting on the edge and I really thought she did you think she was gonna jump I didn't think she was gonna jump but I can't I'm so fucking afraid of heights I couldn't even watch her <laughs> sitting on that edge I was like oh god oh god what is she doing yeah see and I was Whew. like jump but but meaning like jump because like there's a bungee or the water's deep or whatever you know like the, right, the right. jumping is exhilarating to me but yes yeah. yeah and then her and Francis have the moment which we kind of talked about where she does confide in her about her daughter mm-hmm. but before that Francis says to her that you know she they, they share that they both lost their fathers yeah. and Francis around says, the same age yeah the right one one of them was nine ten one and, of them was or ten. nine and ten yeah yeah, and Francis says that she thinks that's when she started eroding, mm. which I thought was such an interesting word. That's when she started eroding because it never happens all at once, right? right? I mean, these things, they happen over time, and then it was it's slow, and you don't even notice, and then she gets to this point in her life, and she's like, how did I get here? Mm. And, um, you know, they they she feels like her dad would have been ashamed of her. Mm. And that I was yeah. like, disappointed and ashamed yeah and she's like he would have wanted me to move forward and you know she feels like she's going backwards yeah Mm. you know i really like francis's struggle here yeah yeah so i don't know where hers is gonna go though going forward i mean i don't hers has never been about the high drama like 
you know, Carmel or, or no, even I hope it's going to, she trusts herself and her and Tony are yeah. going to kind of walk off into the sunset and she's going to, to go, uh, to go have dinner, paint you their know, house, go on a date, paint his yeah. house and get a dog and go out to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Probably too. not in that order. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Um, so who haven't we talked about? Oh boy, um, the Marconis. Jet. Oh, the Marconis. <laughs> oh yeah. God, I can't well, I'm like dying, yeah. waiting to get to them. that's that can that can we before we even do that because okay. this will take five seconds. It's just Jess and Ben in the hot. They have nothing. What, what what's Going well, on with those two, they're they're gonna uh, yeah. they're gonna renew their vows and yeah. Well, great. the the Molly seems to be working. They're into each other. I did think Ben had a fantastic line when he mm-hmm. said, "A lot of times people don't really know what they want. They think they want a car or a house, but they what they really want is something different." And he's saying it in the realm of like, "You're not happy, and you're tr- doing all these things to." inject yourself and nip and tuck and all that stuff and maybe what's making you unhappy is me and of me. course she says no but but I thought that was a really yes. interesting way in and as you know beyond this line circles back to so many things I mean everything that we are talking about right now uh, for this podcast sex life um Sally Rooney's where beautiful world where are you Um, scenes from a marriage scenes from a marriage all of these things are kind of like intersecting in the craziest ways and nine perfect strangers was kind of outside of that bubble until this line from Ben and I was like Jesus how do you know what you want how do you figure that out does anyone even really encourage you to do that and I know. Yeah. I feel like I wanted a little more. Like even how oh, you yeah. just described it, you inserted some lines there. Yeah, um, you know, but but totally. And first of all, anything like that out of Ben is surprising because we haven't seen him in that kind of role. You yeah, know, giving out insightful comments. Their yeah. their storyline well, has been so minimal. Yeah, he's talking about the money that they got, and they yeah. and as if money you know can buy you a car, can buy you a house, can buy you cosmetic surgery. But does it make it doesn't make you happy, and that's because it's work to find out what happiness, what makes you happy, and yeah, and she says it's him. But yeah. you know, so they're going to renew their vows, and then she's got the uh, singing the wheels on the bus, which oh, I boy. said is the, was that just in I here so that stop. that would give us the the title of this episode because yeah. the wheels are coming off the bus, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a little annoying the yeah. sing along. It, it went but, on too long. Just, which I guess it's so is what, funny because it's stuck in my head. Yeah. Now I'm just like, you're right. The wheels are really coming off the bus. But that's like, what the happens. Worked for me. Yeah, but that's what happens when you're high, I guess. And that's when it, like people uh, repeat themselves constantly. And I'm like, oh, it's painful. I don't want to. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. 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 So, so yes, the Marconis are their big storyline that we have to oh, we have to talk about. Boy. Now. Yeah. Well, the the one we didn't because we've had some big reveals but this is uh, an escalation that is just heart-wrenching and painful to watch them be reunited with Zach and they're in the forest and you know we know that Zoe has seen him quite a few times and now uh, Napoleon kind of gets a glimpse of him between the trees he doesn't get to talk to him but Heather the mom has a real um, it's brutal uh, interaction with him 
I don't know. This was really hard. I, I can't, I don't, his asthma medication, yeah. one of the side effects was suicidal ideation. I mean, talk about a impossible situation. Yeah. What is she supposed to do? And I don't know about you. I was incredibly fucking furious with Napoleon. His response. Yeah. Yes. Completely. Excuse what, me? Which Zoe kind of calls him out on later. Like, that, that's not even reasonable what yeah. you're saying here, Dad. Yeah. Like, but blaming I, her. I know, but he says, he has a great line. He says, reason has, is no match for pain. Match for my pain. Yeah. Yeah. It is true, which is true too, you know. <sighs> but I guess it's just he spent so much time blaming himself mm. that to me it was like this gave him the hook to to let himself off <sighs> and and have someone else to place his blame on, which is fucked up. Which is it why I was is. mad because you know what it did to you yeah. to carry that blame. So does it make you feel better to dump it on your wife? I, I, no, I and terrible. I understand again. It's it's none of it is really rational or reasonable given the circumstances but i also thought though that given how he started you know at the beginning of these Mm. this series Mm -hmm. mr happy go lucky like cringy happy over the top you you now at least are, are seeing this different side of him like it's been which is that that side was pretty annoying at the beginning Mm -hmm. it was like okay mr chipper um and now at least he's letting out some i know it's been slowly happening his his evolution but at least he's letting out some some anger and some real emotion even though i think it's fucked up and misplaced in this yes misplaced Um, yes i mean it was misplaced misplaced. in the first place on himself but now yes i mean I, i wanted the next step for him to be like no one's to blame this is a horrible terrible thing that has happened i did not expect I'm him hoping to he shift gets that. to that yeah but i did not expect yeah. even if it's a middle step i did not expect him to shift the blame to his wife for knowing this potential side effects of an asthma medication it wasn't even an antidepressant which you're like you know you're struggling with you know mental illness asthma i don't know no, I know. It was hard. And just because she reads the labels, of course, so everyone knows those side effects list everything under the sun. Right. You would never take a medicine then. Right. Ever. Ever. I mean, no. Yeah. So. Oh, that it was that hard was painful. Watch. And watching yeah. her hugging him, and then kind of cutting back to Zoe's point of view, or just outside of Heather's point of view, when you're not seeing Zach, but you're seeing her hugging him and laying on the ground and oh my god when he goes away and when she just starts screaming on the ground oh because oh that's why i'm not so sure when she says heather says she wants to do it because if he can if she can be with him just sometimes she Mm -hmm. feels like then she can get on with her life i don't know having these look what just happened in this one you yeah. know, it, yeah. I, I don't know. But how much I mean, more of that could imagine. be? Yeah, how much more? I know. Uh, you know, you would assume an, the next conversation might be something different, might get past it. Because she asked, why did you do it? And he's like, oh, you know why. So I next know. time she it's could be like, aggressive. how are you? <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about, like maybe, you know. Yeah, like we'll just turn to nicer things, yeah. less painful. Yeah, yeah. But, I yeah, hope on this trip, this psychedelic trip that they go on that, I assume or hope that they will find some some healing, some way some peace. past or forward together. Yeah. 
I mean, that is the hope. But what do you think about it in the first place? Do you, I mean, they obviously struggle and they go back and forth about whether they should do it or not. And even at the end, Zoe is still very against it. I think Heather was always for it. Zoe's against it. And Napoleon's the one who goes from no to, he kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, I think I thought what Heather said did resonate. You know, Zoe's like, you know, this can't be the way. We all need help. And Heather feels like she's tried everything else and that this really is the last chance, the last, last way. And that I think she's hoping what we're saying we hope is that this will be a way for them to move forward. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, the whole thing is crazy to me, taking everything they've done so far with the psychedelic. I don't take drugs. I don't know. I right. mean, I don't, so I've already sort of suspended like what I actually do this reality. Right. But um, right. I don't know if I had a chance to bring back. I guess that's a question you're asking. If you had a chance, even in an alternate universe, delusional type way. Right. Which I, by the way, loved that one. argument because they're like, but it's delusional. I'm like, everyone's delusional yeah literally yeah, everyone's so, delusional so right. just to different degrees so, so why not so guess make it a good right, delusion if you're asking me would i do that like let's say i think i probably would yeah i don't know I, it's so i mean i can't imagine like, i i would i absolutely say i would not but i'm the I, but I've never lost a child, and I can't. I, I losing a well, loved. I'm thinking of my father right now. Yeah, I'm a loved one. Right, like the most. Yeah, right. like the most loved one, loved ones. Right, which makes sense. Yeah, to think of it I that know, way. Some people they come to people in their dreams, and they find yeah. it so comforting, or yes. they go see a medium who talks to them, ones who have passed, which is so also really it's comforting. True. So I kind of put it in these woo-woo kind sure, of category okay. but at the end of the day it makes them feel better and yeah. gives them some peace i mean I, when i went to that medium recently i mean that's what he was saying like it helps people believe that you know we are infinite you know and mm. and, and and they live on in just different ways and different forms so if you kind of believe in that and the signs and that the lo- people have crossed are really always with you then this is just another way to kind of tap into that a more i don't know not real way but it seems right. like that right um Ex- for for so their experience i think it will feel yeah real. for the experience right exactly so i don't know i thought yeah i think maybe i'd go for it i well you that was that was very convincing i i would think i just would i would be afraid that it would bring more pain and I and not I the know. pain that Heather has already experienced, but the pain of the good thing, the pain of like having a moment and hugging them and have laughing with them and like oh this was and so wonderful and then, yeah it can't last forever. He's not actually going to rejoin their family. And then are you He's constantly? Not, you're I, saying I, it, I guess does it rewound you every time? Yeah, like, I guess I come at it you. with the addict's brain where I'm like then I'll want I, I would just keep chasing that and I just don't think I could do it. I don't think it would be wise for me to do that. I think I would just keep yeah. chasing it. And oh yeah, but, I guess you have to know yourself. It's a good point whether that would actually be beneficial or whether it would sort of be hurting all. Over yeah, and Masha says time. very clearly these drugs are not addicting. And I, I understand that there is actual science behind that, but the experience, I, it's never been. I mean, Heather feels confident that if she could do this, then 
if I can be with him sometimes, I can basically be me again. Right. And so I feel like she's reached the conclusion that she could do that. It would actually be the very thing to save her. Yeah. But yeah, I but, don't know. But I, I'm saying the drugs aren't she, um, addictive, but the experience could be. She's like, I, yes, I need to do oh, that I again. Know. I need to do that again. I need to do that again. It's not usually yeah. the drug that the... Well, I mean, it, it can absolutely chemical dependency. The drug becomes addicting, but... But for me, it's always been the experience that is the thing I'm chasing and, and wanting to repeat and not it, not the actual chemical. So I don't know. I don't know. I know. I, I'm, it's not an easy call. That's for sure. It's not. But I can't, I, I can't imagine the strength it would take as a mother who has lost their child yeah. to say no to that. I, I, that that's just how right. I feel. The temptation yeah. is so high yeah. that I would need to. I, I don't think I could you know, do it. People I think say, I probably like, should. I do anything for one more moment yeah. with him or her yeah. or whoever. You know, I think it's a... But your point is, yeah, everyone thinks that. But have they thought about then what it's going to feel like <laughs> after? Yeah. Are you going to feel like it's been another death? Yeah. Or are you going to go back to mourning? I, I don't know. I know. I think what we'll see in the next one, I... I assume is that it will as i said bring some kind of healing to them but that still kind of doesn't answer your question because you're not going to see like the next day right you know that right the, the hangover effect of that right. I, I don't think we'll see that probably no oh and what was a good point yeah and there were a lot of corrective sedatives given out heather <laughs> i mean it didn't go that well for heather the first time so i'm, no. I'm a little worried no. about this now amping up the whole situation I loved her proprietary yes. blend. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, my my heart was, was totally ripped out by Heather and her reaction. And mm. uh, yeah. Uh, and, and again, to Masha's, this is the last thing I have in my notes, then Masha, another Masha gem, when Napoleon says, I... I thought I killed my son and now I think she does and I can't forgive her and he she says that reliving past trauma can help you come to terms with it and to share those terms with the object of your grief you know is mm. is another layer to to make those terms together which is I guess what the goal is to yeah. kind of have real closure with the the grieved person participating the grief the person right. you're grieving yeah yeah, I guess that's another good point. I know you're not like a closure person, but you know they did, they did lose their child. That, wait, unexpectedly. I did. Well, I'm well. not not a closure person. I, well, maybe that's in relationships. You're like you're not. It's not something you need. No, no, correct? no, like, no. That is very incorrect. I believe that closure is between you and you. Closure okay. is a, in internal process i've yeah it's not as between you and the other person yes i am taylor swift i don't need your closure i need my closure yes. don't come yes. don't write me your letter and say you're doing better i don't want to hear about it <laughs> i don't need your closure i, I need my so closure. taylor swift just came into this i love it <laughs> um correct yes. well, what i was gonna yes, say yes. is yes and and that 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 they didn't really get their internal closure as parents with him um Maybe and because it, it was unexpected, and I think maybe that's you know another reason why to do this, even if it's only a one-time thing. I mean, right. maybe it's just to kind of get what they need to move forward. I you know maybe they'll have talk. I don't. I don't yeah, know I, I mean, I think that's say. what the idea is. 
behind right. it. I just think that I would have that idea and then I'd never be able to let it go. Knowing you could yeah, access so, that. Yeah. So I think we've got all the storylines. I guess the question is once we got one more episode, I guess we've talked throughout about where we think it might go. Uh, I'm not. But there's a yeah, lot happening. Not, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I am. The thing I am looking forward to most is God. And if you had told me, if if you had told me I was going to say this five hours later, or six hours later, seven hours later, whatever it is, in the first episode, that what I'm most interested in is finding out what happens to Masha. That is right. by far the most intriguing piece to me at this point. What is actually you're absolutely going? right? Yeah, which in the beginning because I thought I, it was going to be like sort of this annoying yeah. storyline just to add drama. Yes, and. This twist of having it be her daughter and God and having watching her ride out into the road. Oh, oh my God! Oh. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of who you're. You're making a different point. I was thinking that the thing I thought was going to be annoying from the beginning was just like the who's trying to kill her part. Oh, like was oh, that just going to oh. be added to add drama? And that is even gotten more interesting because of the Carmel factor and whatnot. Um, but no, the the you're absolutely right though. The part about remember I did say in the first one I really hope we get a little bit more into who Masha is and what her damage is. So I I totally agree with you. I think that now this last element that they've added with the daughter is definitely something I want to see. Yeah, more and of I, in the last episode. Yeah, and I want to know why. I mean, why she's so frantic? And I wonder if when she died, did she see her daughter? Was she reunited with her daughter when she died? When now we know Carmel shot her uh, when she died in that parking garage before Yao saved her did she was she reunited is she chasing that same thing the kind of the way I'm talking about being the concern is that what's going on what is going on and what's going to happen with that storyline and you're right to weave in the Carmel piece of it will Carmel kill her again and will she actually die this time I mean Yao has that line where he says don't worry about she has nine Masha, lives. Masha, she has nine lives. Does she? Will Will we know? Will we find that out? I, I am. right. He did throw that mm. in there. Mm. To Masha. I mean, to. Carmel. Uh, Marcel. Carmel. Carmel. Mm-hmm. Thank I'm, you. I've now I'm, given them a nickname, a celebrity nickname, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very intrigued by that. Um, yes. And do you think they'll have a wedding ceremony? Ben and, and Jess will renew their vows i think oh, they'll get, I think get that, that together will probably happen just so we can get like a little closure on them their minimal storyline but i think they'll get their happy ending possibly you're right and i hope francis and tony yeah are gonna go out to dinner and maybe paint the house like you said i would love that I would love that. Yeah. What and is there anyone else? And Lars, is he gonna write this and will Lars write some big expose? Oh, I think so. Lars yeah, but Lars, you know, he does defend Masha at times, or at least, you know, he's he seems Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like a ripping apart. No, I don't think so. But no, I think it's gonna be more of that like nurturing, building something. I wonder if he takes over. Does he? T- oh my God! He said I could be a can- counselor here. Is he going to take over Tranquillum when Masha dies? 
Oh my gosh. My, okay. I did not think of that. I don't know. Wow. Who knows? I don't, I'm, I'm intrigued. You're right. I don't think it's going to be a scathing expose No, thing. absolutely not. Because Targeting the bullies point, you know, and taking them down. This is That's the old him. He's moved past that. Yes. And like he said, you know, to Zoe or, or who did he say to her? Maybe Carmel, that you could argue that, um, that real, regular Western medicine doctors are the ones that are actually, you know, drugging us and poisoning mm. us you know i mean right. tony's so, addiction yeah exactly so who's really the villain kind of like is it masha for her unorthodox ways or is it you know the the man or woman in the white coat who is writing prescriptions all day to people that right. do them harm right. so right i think he is going to be a balanced view definitely based on what we've seen because i think he's seen the good that she's done as yes. well to these people Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we have, we'll see. And the Marconi's, I don't know. I hope they get the piece they need. I hope so too. How long do you think it's going to take? Do you think like the next episode is going to happen immediately? I mean, I guess it's got to happen on this trip, and you think it'll end on this this psychedelic trip? So, like, it's going to happen. I don't know. It'll definitely start with that, I think, and then. You think right, it'll I go beyond know. that? It'll be the whole episode, or yeah, I, I think we'll so. Find I, it's going to be hard to get past that, right? I don't know. We'll see. Right. right. Yeah. All right. Next week. Okay, we'll see next week. All right. See you back here. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore Women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com and keep it complicated.